Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast, where our goal is to stay hungry, to get better, and to move the meter. My name is Josiah Igano, and whether you're looking to improve physically, to get fed spiritually, or to challenge yourself mentally, we're digging deep to find those gems, and we're going to find them. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. All right, man. Everybody's doing well. This is Josiah Igana with the All Things Performance Podcast. Once again, joined with my good friend Derek Divine. D, how we doing today, man? What's up? What's up? How we doing? <laughs> doing great, man. Doing great, man. Today we got we got a couple of different uh, items. Today, you know, we got a little, you know, some some current events and things that are happening in our world, the world of sports. You know, we got we got Pro Bowl coming up. You know, actually. I take that back. The Pro Bowl has already happened. We got the Super Bowl coming up. We yeah, got yeah. we got Pro Bowl uh, Olympics. We're not going to talk a little bit about the Olympics and what's going on. You know, um, uh, this is Black History Month, so excited to share what we're going to be doing on our podcast and Brian Flores and maybe a couple other things in there, man. How does that sound? Oh, um, uh, we got some good topics today. Let's go, man. Let's go. So. Yeah. So let's start off with Brian Flores. And, you know, this is an interesting topic because not only is this affecting the National Football League, and for those that don't know, Brian Flores, uh, I believe he's been in the NFL almost 20 years, Derek, um, and, you know, largely known at, at with his time with the Patriots under Bill Belichick, yep. rose through the ranks there. And mm-hmm. uh, Brian Flores, um, a black coach in the NFL, uh, assumed the head coaching job for the the uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, yep, really, kind of resurrected that team, put put some spine and backbone into that team in terms of how they went about business. I mean, they rattled off, I believe, seven or eight in a row this year to to close the season, which is you know really difficult to do and. The big the big news with Brian Flores is that he has actually filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL for illegal hiring practices, discrimination, discrimination rather, I'm sorry, racism, uh, and some of the hiring and firing practices uh, that the NFL has been entrenched in. And so there is a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to uncover. And as we start to take a you know a little bit of uh, a little bite, if you will, out of the pie. What are your initial thoughts, man, uh, regarding this situation? Well, I, I saw that. Uh, well, my initial thoughts are this: he, the last two seasons, have been winning seasons, and those have been few and far in between with the Dolphins lately. No um, it really seemed like his team was responding and responding well, and so uh, it, it came at a surprise to me that he was fired with not only the winning seasons the last two years, but how he finished this season. Yeah. Which, like you said, I mean, to win seven or eight in a row in the NFL, especially at the end of the season, especially with the record they had halfway through, it's like that 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 would be unheard of. Yes. And uh, I would look at that as what incredible momentum going into the, uh, going into the draft and going into the offseason. That, that's how I would look at it. Um, and obviously we do have to hit on the, you know, I, I want to throw it back to you for just obviously the fact that there's now only one black head coach in the NFL right now for your Steelers. Yeah. Um, Go Steelers. which I, I know that 
Roger Goodell came out and made a statement about how the Rooney rule's not working. I got to I thought Stephen A did a great job on this uh, when the story broke saying how the Rooney rule has not worked. It's complete, you know, we've had plenty of time to see it work and it just has failed. Yes. Yes. So when you start, when you start looking at, and and to your point, it was established there. So for those that don't know, or they're not familiar with the Rooney rule, the Rooney rule was uh, established back in 2000, I believe it was 2003. And Mm -hmm. why, why it came about, or before I get into the why, what it is, it's it basically mandates that NFL football teams um, they interview. Okay, this is key here that they interview mm-hmm. uh, minority candidates, more specifically African Americans. I think they've actually opened it up to ethnic minority. I, I believe that's some of the, the the terminology that's being used um, yeah. for head coaching and for head coaching jobs and senior. Uh, executive jobs and I believe there has been adaptations to that rule as well to where you have to interview at least one um, head coach of uh, from a from an ethnic minority and then for your senior exec levels I I believe that you have to interview at least two and that is opened up I believe to women and um, uh, ethnic minorities as well and Many people might listen to that and say, oh, this is affirmative action. This is actually not affirmative action. This is, this is, hey, you need to just interview. Like, you just need mm-hmm. to interview these individuals, right? This is not you need to give them a job. Um, and so it's named after Dan Rooney, right? I actually got a chance, funny story, I actually got a chance to meet Dan Rooney uh, in Pittsburgh when I was doing a professional development tour with my good friend uh, Chad Johnson, not Ocho Cinco, the other Chad Johnson, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? AKA, yeah. Some people call him a white chocolate, you know what I'm saying? Shout yeah. out, Chad. If you're listening, man, God bless you, brother. Love you, bro. Um, and I and I went there for a professional development tour, and dude, the nicest guy, man. He came over and shook my hand. And this this uh, um, organization, you know, is just, you know, obviously hands down organization, the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the rule is actually named after Dan Rooney. And it was created uh, to address some of these hiring practices, you know, more spe- yeah. more specifically, um, you know, the, the, the coaches that were being fired almost unjustly, right? Like, wait, you had a winning season and you got fired? Wait, wait, what? You know what I'm saying? Or you're, you're you know, being fired after how, how long on the job? You haven't even been here. Sam Macho did a tremendous job in last one's in, first one's out. If you haven't seen it, go look that up. But it's like these coaches, these black coaches come in and they are, you know, when you start uh, putting together resumes and, and, and you start looking at statistics, there just seems to be a disparity there. And so that's why the Rooney Rule was instituted. And I want to take a different approach, man, today as far as my take. And I, and I, want, to, I want to throw it back to you is that. When you start looking at it, man, obviously we're talking about a lot of different things on, on this podcast. And one of the things that we're going to be talking yeah. about is faith, right? And just the, the faith element and component. And from a biblical worldview, when I look at this whole situation, right, if yeah. the NFL and you can plug in any organization, right, if you're doing your job well and loving people well, 
we mm-hmm. shouldn't even be talking about this because guess what? You're going to be trying to interview, hire, bring in the best of the best. And, 100%. And when you start to see the landscape and you look, you truly look at the landscape and you truly start to look at your the the uh, the spray chart, if you will, of your organization and it's all one color, you ain't doing something right, man. You're just not. Especially Well, I mean, I don't I don't think the issue is the I don't think the issue is necessarily the position coach. You know, I think the issue is the higher ups. Oh, and, without question. You know what I mean? And so I didn't mean to interrupt. I just that's the it's like they're okay to be a position coach, but I just I don't understand it. How is there only one? Yeah, and and I, and it's and it's you know. and, and it's one of those things where you bring up a good point because you see a lot of you you see a lot of uh, coaches of color, black coaches in the position coaching ranks. Mm-hmm. You know, you do you do see that. Even that could be better. Um, but it when could. It, but when yeah. it, when it comes to when it comes to the head coaching position, there's a disparity there. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this on this podcast is because this is something that affects more than just the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Um, People want to be treated fairly. They want to be in the conversation. And unfortunately, as we've talked about on a prior podcast, when you start looking at discrimination, when you start looking at racism, one of the things I've said before is that you have to look at history as well, right? You cannot, you cannot talk about one at the exclusion of the other. And historically there's, there's just not been, um, it has not been healthy, and I think that Brian Flores uh, is doing something that is honorable. I do believe that he has truth and merit to what he's he's saying, and I think that this is going to, you know, uh, stimulate a lot of great conversation in terms of man, why why does it look like this? And one of the things I will say too, and I'd love to hear your input on this, is that, and this is a, a thing that many people aren't talking about I think I read a stat years ago and it said something to the tune of and don't quote me on this but it was like 80% of jobs right are never advertised Mm -hmm. what does that mean it means that guess what there's an abundance of jobs there's no shortage of work in this world no but those jobs particularly those high paying elite jobs you're not gonna see them in in the Sunday paper man you know, you know how you, you know how you hear about those jobs by your friends, by people who yep. who work there, yeah, by people who are connected there. Hey, I got a guy. Exactly, and that's how it starts. Yeah, that's how 100%. it starts. You know, that's exactly how it starts. Hey, hey, we need a position coach for such and such. Who you got? Hey, I got a, I guy. Got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. I got, oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I need a strength coach. I need a I need a receptionist. I need I need a nutritionist. You got? I got somebody. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's and that's. Uh, I mean, I would assume that's that's everywhere, but in in my time playing college football, NFL, it's like uh, when I when I transferred and went to my Division One school, there was a coaching change r- within the first thirty days. I got their head coach left. Boom, gone. New guy comes in. What's he do? clean shop brings all of his guys yep and then he wants to and and that's the tough thing is, is that you don't even know where you sit at because then he wants to bring his recruits and his players and what he's looking for and 
you know, that's exactly what's going on in the NFL is now nah, I'm going to get my guys in here. Yeah. You know, and that's, and it, it really is a, it's like a good old boys club and you, and, and, and how you get in, I don't, you don't even know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, one of the most elite clubs in the world of sports in just period. And when you start looking at it, many people always, they may say, Oh, well, just get, just change the ownership or, yeah. you know, well, they, they, you they know, say, they say yeah. change the ownership, but it's like, you can't change the ownership. It doesn't work like that. And even check this out. Several years ago, Donald Trump tried to buy a team. I think he tried to buy into the Buffalo Bills. Somebody needs to fact check me, but I think he tried to buy mm-hmm. into the Buffalo Bills, and they said no. So, so you actually the the I believe that when a team is up for sale, I think the owners have a say on you know what I'm saying. Oh, Who they gets sure in? do. Oh, they sure do. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And you know what? Maybe they need to kind of look into some of this stuff a little bit more in depth. I mean, we haven't really necessarily got into the Bill Belichick text message and how all that's gone down. But if this type of stuff's going on, I mean, uh, I don't know if it's as blatant of a statement as when they made the Clippers guy sell the team. But but maybe they do need to look into this. you know, I definitely think there needs to be a, a higher expectation out of Roger Goodell, if you ask me. Um, you know, there's just so many things to look at. Like, nowhere else in the league, Joe, nowhere else in the league would somebody ever take inexperience over experience. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. And so that's what's kind of weird to me because – you have so you're telling me you're going to take a guy who's never been a head coach never been a head coach and you're going to hire him over a guy who had two winning seasons in Miami the dolphins have been horrendous for years for years i mean outside of dan marino for years no it's doubt. been unbelievable and so that's what's even weird to me so you're going to take a guy because I'm looking at Brian Flores, it's like, hey man, you know what? I he don't know what the heck happened. Bella, he beat Belichick, dude. It's like you've you've got two winning seasons. I'm bringing you in. I don't know what Miami did, and yeah. so that's what's weird to me. It's like you got all these guys getting hired, have never even done the job before, and you have experience sitting here. That's just to me, no other place in the NFL would that ever be done. No position. No, no, nothing. And and, and there's, case, there's just no way. In case in point, I mean, you you play quarterback, and how many quarterbacks are holding clipboards in the NFL getting paid nicely right now just because oh, they have experience? Just because, just oh, because yeah. they have experience. I don't think there's another position in the NFL where somebody would be like, he's still playing. There's no, I mean, but you have that with quarterbacks. They just recycle. I hate to use the word recycle, but those guys always have a job yeah, because because 100%. because you know how it is. It's like that is a different language, right? When you are a quarterback, yeah. you speak a different language, and as long as you are familiar with some of the more you know popular uh, coaching trees, if you will, you're gonna have a job, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the thing, and it's just like that stuff all all that stuff intertwines. Yeah. You don't have all these. I mean, all of those coaches have mixed matched and crisscrossed, and you know, it, it's just it, it's not what you can do. It's who you know. And yeah. unfortunately, the NFL is showing that more and more and more, kind of as this story unfolds. 
you know you know it's crazy i i want to i want to you know i want to end with a faith element um but before i do that i would challenge and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give the number on you know on this podcast but i would challenge you the listener to go and look up how many minority head coaches have assumed the position of head coach in the nfl since the history of the league and you you will be mind blown like you're it'll blow your mind and that just goes to show you like wow like that's that's wait what just mm-hmm. go just go look that up look look at how many uh, head coaches uh in the NFL have been black it, it's well i mean and you you hit it on the head too the last time we talked too is uh you said to me you're like you know the nba's got this thing figured out you know it's not like this isn't doable yeah you know, it's like there needs to be a realistic interviewing process. And, you know, you, you wish it was like this, but the best man should actually get the job. But it's not necessarily, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, you can go into the whole life's not fair, but it's like that's just yeah. not being done. Yeah, And the, that's unfortunate. I would say to that, the best man should have the job. I would say that. I mm-hmm. will say, however, though, that the best candidates aren't even given the opportunity to interview. And that's yeah. and that's why this whole thing is, you know, it, it, it's a big deal. Um, yeah. And, and so the, the 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 last thing I'll say is this: when you when you look at when you look at the Bible, right? You start talking about race relations and you know discrimination and all this. It's funny to me that that the, when you start looking at the Jews and the Samaritans, they historically hated each other. Just go and look at Bible history. Look at Jews and Samaritans, Jews and Samaritans, right? And it's funny to me that Jesus, when he told it, when he was about to tell everybody who who he was, right? He met a Samaritan woman, which was a no-no at that time, during broad daylight, him being a Jew, her being a Samaritan, and he told her who he was. He broke. Yeah. He broke tradition, and all of his disciples were like, "Wait, whoa! What are you doing? What are you? What, whoa!" Right? When you start looking at the parable of the Good Samaritan, go read it if you haven't. If you haven't read it before, those that are listening, it's a great uh, story. And then you look at the lepers. You know the story about the ten lepers. It was a Samaritan, and I believe that those uh, examples were put in the Bible to to show us and there's so many more when you start talking about race and 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 you know all this stuff right race is a human construct man the last thing i'll say is that race is a human construct it it was created by human beings to classify each other you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and 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 largely for certain people's benefit at the detriment of others and so when you start looking at all these different things man like if you love, if you truly love your neighbor as yourself and you and we celebrate one another and we embrace one another for our differences and for our heritage and from, you know, for for who we are, what we've been through and where we're going, it looks a lot different than what we start to see play out in the marketplace. And so um, more on this story, you know, as we as we we go down, man, more on this story as we go down. But uh, as we get going here. Uh, in terms of the next topic uh, that we have, uh, once again, this is Josiah Egano with the All Things Performance Podcast with Derek Devine. Uh, we're just going through some some current events and we just brushed on the Brian Flores situation. But 
the next thing that I wanted to talk about is the Olympics, man. How's your Olympics, you know, how's your Olympics treating you so far, man? And I've been out of town for the last little couple days, uh, man. Here we go, man. Here we go. <laughs> to be honest, man, I was like, I haven't seen an ounce of them. <laughs> I, was read, I, I was reading a story, and because what I have heard is, I guess, COVID just been a nightmare. And yeah. I can't even... I can't even fathom what those athletes are having to go through because they're having to test them every day. Oh, is that right? And yeah. And it's, this is, you know, this is what the story said that I was reading and it's like, and at any moment in time, if you get it, you're just, you're full on quarantine. See you later. And it's like, I just can't imagine just the stress they must be under, you know, to, you know, to work so long to compete in something and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I just, uh, you know, I, I felt, uh, I just kind of, I just felt sorry for like the amount of stress. Some of those athletes must be really under because, you know, a lot of this is you're working your life for this. I mean, you're, you got four years or, or you've been working your entire life to do this type of stuff. And so I, I you know, I, I read that and, and I was, uh, you know, I was I, I felt bad for him, man. But then I also saw kind of the uh, the comedic side, man, as they had the they had a story about how the Canadian women's hockey team was playing in masks the entire time. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, how do you even do that? And I'm playing. Pre- I'm pretty sure they won. Didn't they? They won. Didn't yeah, they? no, they won. Yeah, no, they won. Yeah. <laughs> Dog, so, I uh, would pass yeah, out, man. I, I would pass out. Dude, it's, I, w- that, I don't know how they did I would that, pass man. out like what? I got to wear this thing for the wait, wait what? Come on, man. Yeah, I don't know how they're. I don't know how athletes even do that. Com- uh, compete and do that oh, at the Olympic buddy. level. So, so, so. First of all, I would, my my confession, it's the Winter Olympics, man. the 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 Winter Olympics does not have the same allure and the same star power to nah. me as the as the Summer Olympics. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm trying to see that 100 and that 200. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. seriously, you know yeah. what I mean? But this yeah. this is the thing though is that this Olympics has been interesting because obviously we're coming out we're still many people will say we're still in a pandemic right we're still in a pandemic I know yeah. that there has been vaccinations issued and there's a lot of developments in terms of COVID nineteen uh, and, yeah. and and its variants but we're typically we're we're in essence still in a pandemic um, I know there's been some controversial things that have happened. Uh, with this Olympics, uh, in terms of China and Russia, and Russia is, is there, are they going to invade? Are they not? Um, some of the, you know, human rights and uh, of issues that China is being faced with right now, uh, with the Uyghur people, and uh, in, in, in the internment camps and or <laughs> the re-education camps, as they would call them, and just yeah. some of the things that are happening, man, that just you know that people are being oppressed. Right. And yeah. so um, it's crazy when you when you start to look at I just think that the Olympics are just special. It's so special because you get a chance to see. I mean, we're athletes. You know, we we lived in that world. It's just so special just to see people competing at a high level, man, on a global. Yeah, it level, really is. You know, um, you know, I see. Dude, I just feel like I've been seeing a lot of people just just eat it, bro, like straight up face plant i saw this one ice uh skating couple the other day buddy picked her up spin her around and they and she almost like Stop it. dumped no. her in the into the ice dude. he couldn't he couldn't hold he couldn't hold on <laughs> something i'm like man 
You know? Oh goodness! I'm telling you what, man, it's just like you gotta. I, I don't. Whatever they do, you know how to ice skate, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm being real, man. I'm being real. I'm being to what real. level here? Can you ice skate? I mean, can, I'm asking you a question. Can you ice skate? Uh, I think you can. Can you? I can ice skate okay. <laughs> That's okay. So if you were to ask me, we be, would if we would do nothing athletic on ice. Oh, buddy! So but you, I could ice skate. So you can ice skate. See, dude. Yes. I grew up on the south side of Phoenix, bro. We ain't got well, no yeah, ice. That ain't we, never finna happen. We ain't got no yeah. ice out here, dude. I can't nah. ice skate. So when I see some of this stuff, it's just like speaking a different language to me. You know what I'm saying? Well, you hit it on the head. A summer Olympics is just that's it, it, more enticing. Yeah, man. Yeah, more enticing. So, so do your do your daughters? I, I my wife likes she likes watching, you know, all of the, uh, you know, the ice events and, you know, oh, all, all nah. the spin. She's like, oh, that that's a quad. He just did a quad right there. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> well, it's like even the speed game is not even enticing. I, tri- I don't even like a, a triple axle. <laughs> I mean... He just did a triple axle. Uh, okay. <laughs> Well, it's oh. like there's just not a whole lot. Like I love watching the Summer Olympics because you get them them dudes throwing the javelin, <laughs> and you know you just get some you know them, and then you get the basketball. Oh you know, yeah, man! Just, Sprinting yeah, events, all the swim events. Yeah, the, even I mean, even, I don't, even the I don't really care to watch some dude bobsled. I, yeah, I just, I'm good off of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey! I am, I am kind of heated though, dude. I am kind of heated because when they were doing the opening ceremonies, and you know how they had the parade of nations, the nations are walking in with their flags. You know, what okay. I'm saying? my country, man, Nigeria comes in number one. Nigeria going to the Winter Olympics is a miracle. Okay, like okay. it's a miracle. You know what I'm saying? Nigeria in the Winter Olympics is a miracle, bro. And so, yeah. you know, they usually they usually when a, a country's going in, they'll usually highlight certain things about the country. You know, they'll talk about the population. They'll talk about who the prominent athletes are from that delegation that year. And okay. this, that and the third Nigeria rolls in. I think we have one athlete. Dude, no. Mike Tirico didn't have a word to say about us, man. Froze up. I'm like, Tirico, I know you got some notes in there. Oh, guaranteed. Come you know, on, he's man. Not, he's not just coming off the cuff with that. Come on, dude. I, I was like, I was yeah. I was disappointed, man. I'm I'm disappointed. He, had, he got more to notes. He had a packet. Yeah, hey, so Mike, Mike, man, if you listen to this, hey man, you can't do that again, bro. Come on now. Come on, no, man. Mike. You gotta you, you gotta give You've us some love. You've been doing this too long, Mike. Too long. too long. Mike is getting <laughs> hey, hey <laughs> Tarico's getting super duper paid, bro. I mean, he's doing he's doing Sunday night football. He's doing the Olympics. He's yeah, doing. Tirico, I mean, he's doing. Rico's done done it. I mean, he's doing it. He's he's triple quadruple dipping, man. Come on, Mike, <laughs> say something about Nigeria one time. <laughs> and then so, uh, as we get going here, Derek, you know, what are your thoughts, man? Um, you know, as it relates to uh, some of the stuff that we've been talking about with the Pro Bowl. Um, uh, leading into the Super Bowl cuz man we're coming down to the last week of football man yeah it was a kind of, you know the 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 end of the year was actually packed too man this is this is probably the kind of the most exciting you know playoffs in a in a while you know no these games were 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 really uh really well played man it was it was fun to watch um you know, I didn't watch a ton of the Pro Bowl. I did see some of it, and didn't miss none. 
uh, I was really, really surprised. Like, I, I think Dion uh, Sanders. I saw a quote by him. I think he summed it up pretty well. Man, is he's like he uh, he, he pretty much was uh, was blown away kind of by like how how it was played, and just said, you know, man, we used that opportunity to really showcase that we were supposed to be there. Yeah. You know, and, and honestly, it looked like, uh, you know, everybody was kicking it and it's tough, right? Cause it's like, you don't want to get injured and there's money on the line and there's contracts coming up and there's negotiations and free agency. And so it's like, you know, there's some of that, like you kind of get it right. But man, what you, you know, you want to see the best of the best kind of go off and do something and you know i know they had kind of said some of that stuff for like the nba all-star game too is it just became kind of like an alley-oop fest and you know and for i think for for the fans they want to see those guys get in there and get you know like i want to see the best d lineman versus the best offensive lineman like i want to see them them boys get after it like i want to see one-on-ones with the receivers and DBs. Yeah, it, you know, you know, so my my thoughts this is and I agree with you. Th- th- these are my thoughts, right? Number 1, the reason why you don't see all the 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 you know, the heavy hitters going against each other full speed, best of the best is because there's too much money on the line. Deion Sanders and Shannon Sharp and all the other um the OGs, man, and in in the and the greats that have come out and said, you know what they've said, they're right. Those they're they're a hundred percent right. The only issue is that this new class, dude, they're getting paid buku yeah. buku money, and they have yeah. to. They're they are investments, and so what happens now is that the culture, the entire culture that surrounds the Pro Bowl, has now changed. So the 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 referees aren't throwing flat, dude. Tony Carrenti, you know, God bless him. You know what I'm saying? He's retiring. I think after this season. The dude threw one flag. I think he only threw one flag, bro. With like 16 seconds left in the half. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you know, it, they came up and said, "Hey, man, just stay out the way." Hey, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? So, so the whole culture, like the referees aren't throwing flags. Guys are false starting. I'm watching the game. I'm like, "Yo, dude, these cats are false starting, jumping off sides." You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? And if you think, well, I can't tell you, I can't tell you how many picks those quarterbacks threw yesterday, where they just sucked it up. Oh my, dude! You know, the, just, the first series, yeah. man. Kirk, I mean, uh, Kyler Murray. I'm like, whoa! I mean, I was like, come on, man! And then everybody was throwing picks, like all yeah. of them. Yeah, it was. It was, you know, and it's tough though, right? It's just like, okay, say I go to the Pro Bowl and I go and get after it and blow my knee out. It's like, dude, I got. I mean, you got nothing after after you that. got. You have nothing, and so it's like a. You, you get it, like you get where the dudes are coming from. It's like, it's not like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to bag on these guys. I, you know, I, I, I'm right there with those dudes. You know, you're getting paid money like that. It's like, I don't, I don't have time to come out here and get hurt. 80 G's. That's the winner. Yeah. 80 it's grand, like, you know, 40 grand for the loser for the pro bowl. I mean, and it's like, for me, it's like you, you start putting those numbers up against some of the contracts those guys are getting. It's like, man, you can, you know, those guys have to be thinking, man, you can keep your 80 grand. I don't care about that. A lot of those guys won't show up. They don't yeah. even, some of them don't no, even there go. Was a t- there was a ton of guys. Cause there were some, a couple cats playing in there that I was like, you made the pro bowl. Yeah. You know, I was just like, uh, uh, 
you know, not that he's not doing well, you know, not that he's not a good player, but like, uh, I didn't think Kirk Cousins was a pro bowler and then he was playing. So he must've been a fill in. I, <laughs> you, you know, I don't think you, he was, you, I don't think he was Kurt? a starter. Why are you hating on Kirk, you know? man? <laughs> no, man. I'm just, I'm just thinking it's like, yeah, you're looking like Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. Tom Brady wasn't there. You know, there were some dudes, but I mean, there was just a couple guys that I was like, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't see them on the original <laughs> Pro Bowl roster. Hey man, my roster ain't lining up, man. How'd you get on here? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, uh, no, hey, I mean, the, I'm not, hey, that boy throws for a ton of yards over there in Minnesota. I'm not, no, I just, I, I mean, I was just saying from the standpoint, there were some guys there that I didn't know were even on the original list, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, you're talking about, yeah, 80, some of those cats are like, yo, man, I'm trying to get this 80 grand, man. That's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting, man. It was interesting. So, um, what else you got, man? What you got lined up going into this week, man? Well, I I am interested to see this, uh, you know, see what this Super Bowl looks like, man. It's going to be interesting to see how this this game plays out because uh, I know there are some people that, you know, are are, are wondering what Cincinnati is going to bring. And man, it is it's tough to say they're not going to come with anything, man, because they just, you know, they rose to the challenge, man. Every week they played, so I'm interested to see how things kind of shake out on Sunday. You know, I, and they're and. You know, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say too, and there's a lot that goes into the Super Bowl, man. The long halftime, uh, the major commercial breaks. It's like it, you know, sometimes it kills the flow. No doubt of stuff. So there's so many outside things coming in that impact uh, the game, and it can be positive or it can be really negative, man. Sometimes it's hard to keep momentum going and things like that. So, uh, you know, it it really is. Um, on the on the coaches to really properly manage the emotions and the time and, and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah, I, dude, Sean McVay has to leave with a W, man. I, he just, oh I yeah. Mean, this is this is. Yeah. I mean, this is. I don't know how much of this team that they're going to be able to keep intact, but this is his time, I think. And Joe Burrow is, you know, Joe Burrow, but I'm like, yo, man, this is this is the team, this is the time for the for the Rams to step up and, and get it done. You know, they with look, what that with what that front office has done, they have to. They have to, man. Yeah. It's like you don't Yeah, you're right. It's it's like you don't you don't get these they dude, they captured lightning in a bottle, man, with this team, dude. Yeah, they've uh they've really capitalized on a couple on a couple things. You know, like we hit on Odell Beckham, you know, uh, a week or so ago, and you know he's had a great second half of the season. It's like, man, they, you know, they they came up on that dude. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, yeah, they, they've they've really, really situated their personnel in a really good way, and and uh, you know, like I also said too, man, I always I always hope Matt Stafford, you know, can get something, man, after all those hard years. In Detroit, you know, you want to see a guy like that walk away with something, you know, like a Super Bowl. No doubt. No doubt, man. Well, good talking to you, man. I'm really excited for uh, some of these guests that we have coming up here. We have some really um, phenomenal people that are going to bless us with their time and their knowledge and their insights. So really looking forward to that. Uh, Just wanted to say thank you for supporting our podcast. You can follow us on all the social media channels. You guys have a tremendous rest of your week. God bless you. 